This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday, the 25th of March. Justin, get this one. Snap, the owner of Snapchat, has bought a startup named NextMind. Now, this crew are behind a controller <laughs> that utilizes brain signals to move images on computers. Wow. You know, like uh, mind control. It's getting very creepy. Brett, another social media platform, Instagram, not quite as tech savvy, but they have brought back their chronological Insta feed for users. Hallelujah is all I've got to say. I can rest easy at night. Finally, Justin, three relaxing stories today. Let's do it. For our first. ANZ has become the first Aussie bank to mint a stable coin that's pegged to the Australian dollar. This is huge news from the crew at ANZ, Brett. What is the story? So ANZ is one of Australia's biggest banks, mm-hmm. but lately they've been making a name for themselves by also being one of Australia's slowest <laughs> banks. Last year, ANZ came under a lot of fire for its slow mortgage approval time. Which saw its mortgage book shrink as faster players took some customers away. But Brett, that's why today's news ain't just speedalicious. It's also a little <laughs> out of character for the big Z. ANZ have just created a stable coin that is pegged to the almighty Aussie dollar. Now, the good thing about stable coins, Justin, is that they don't get shaken as much as other cryptocurrencies because they're tied to a more stable reference. The other good thing is that they can drastically speed up overseas transactions, which not only saves time, but also cash. Now, ANZ reckons that their clients will be able to send cash overseas within <laughs> 10 minutes. And Brett, others in the international payment space are shaken in their crypto booties. (laughs) So what is the key learning here? Whether you love them or hate them, inherently, there is a lot of trust that comes with being a big four bank. In April last year, trust in the big four banks was at a peak of 62%. And that's because customers looked for safety during the pandemic. We know, Brett, with times of uncertainty, Aussies wanted an established brand to trust with their hard-earned cash. But here's the thing. Traditional banks haven't dabbled too much in crypto. But now that they've started, it could present big problems problems, or at least big competition, for private tech companies already in the space. Especially the ones that haven't built up the same trust from consumers. But Brett, you can also bet your bottom dollar that NAB, CBA and Westpac will be watching on with eagle eyes. For our second story, Telstra says it's going to plant 150,000 <laughs> trees via drones to rack up carbon credits and offset its greenhouse gas emissions. As they say, Brett, if you want something done right, you've got to do it yourself. Mm. What is happening? So being Australia's biggest telco is tough work. And it can also be real tough on the environment. Now, Telstra's been carbon neutral since 2020, which is good, Mm -hmm. but it wants to reduce its greenhouse emissions even more. So, Brett, the government has its own carbon credit scheme, but it ain't working so well. All right, how so? Well, there aren't enough carbon farming projects to create the carbon credits to support all the Aussie businesses. So, Jazzy Boy, Telstra's done the math themselves, and they've hatched a plan to plant 240,000 hectares of land in northern New South Wales. And use drones? to plant the seeds of 158,000 native trees and shrubs on that plot. And the best part is, Justin, this will effectively offset its use of energy Mm -hmm. and remove the need to rely on the government's carbon credits. So what's the key learning here? Carbon credits allow big polluters to offset their emissions Mm -hmm. by buying enough credits to offset the CO2 that they emit. Here's how it works. Each carbon credit represents one unit or one tonne of carbon dioxide. So if a company had 1,000 tonnes of carbon that they needed to offset, mm-hmm. they'd purchase 1,000 carbon credits. And B-Man, where does this money from the carbon credits go? Well, it goes towards land restoration projects mm-hmm. to establish native vegetation. And remove the carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. But the reality is, there just ain't that many units out there <laughs> to effectively offset carbon. This means there's a limited supply of carbon credits for businesses to actually purchase. And that, my friend, is why Telstra's had to take matters into its own hands. Mm. For our third and final story, YouTube will stream more 
more than 4,000 TV shows for free, and they're planning to release up to 100 more titles each week, starting in the US. Sounds pretty good to me, Justin. Can you tell me more? <laughs> All right, so if you've ever fallen far enough down a YouTube rabbit hole, mm. you've probably realized there are actually four movies streamed there for free. Well, I know that uh, Legally Blonde is there. One of your favorites. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds. Also, a ton of random Hallmark flicks you probably have never heard of. But now, YouTube's going to add 4,000 TV shows for free. The catch is you'll have to sit through a few ads, and mm. I mean, they've got to be paid too. But it takes them head-to-head with other free streaming platforms like the Roku channel and IMDb. It ain't just the streaming wars now. It's actually the free streaming wars. Spooky stuff. So what is the key learning here? Free ad-supported TV streaming services, or fast services as they're called, are rapidly growing in popularity. And Brett, this move shows they could be here to actually stay. Well, between 2020 and 2021, Mm -hmm. streaming platforms like Disney Plus and Netflix, Prime, they all saw some really serious growth. But for consumers, the cost to maintain all these subscriptions really adds up. So free TV streaming services are seeing huge growth today. Now, here's a stat for you, my friend. 18% of households in the US, they use at least one free ad-supported TV service. And so there's no surprise that those who invested in this really early are reaping the benefits. Example one, Paramount's Pluto TV fast service. That now brings in over $1 billion in revenue a year. And with YouTube's latest move, it looks like the trend could be here to stay. Now, bring it to Australia. (laughs) Justin, a big shout out to Leah. She went on a road trip last (laughs) week and listened to 21 episodes of What the Flux in a row. My God, I would be sick of my voice as well. Sick of it already. (laughs) Fluxam, if you want a shout out on the pod, make sure you hit us up at Flux.finance on TikTok or on Instagram. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Monday. Monday.